Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 197. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. What up? And fucking Kyle Wagner. Hey, guys. Glad to be on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming out, guys. Yeah, so, bro. Yeah, we're, we're, um, uh, we're doing this tonight because uh, we experienced some, uh, you know, uh, Crappy, beha- crappy uh, weather Another. in <laughs> uh, crappy weather in Baltimore on Sunday night. It was uh, getting like pretty icy. Probably not the best driving conditions. So uh, you know we, we rescheduled for tonight. Yeah, and uh, you know it, it's been an interesting day. You know I, I wake up this morning to uh, Mick Wendy's gate. <laughs> you know because my my entire social media was you know because. Every day you've got people that um, they just wake up and they're just like, uh, what am I going to do today? I'm going to complain about whatever Donald Trump did. <laughs> and so apparently uh, Donald Trump uh, had the, uh, was it the Clemson Tigers? Sure. To, to the to, to the White House. They're, they're a football team, a sports ball team, I'm guessing. <laughs> and uh, and uh, apparently he... Uh, he bought them like a, a shitload of McDonald's and Wendy's. Like he treated them <laughs> to McDonald's and Wendy's. And I, I, I'm not sure if it's if it's true. I even read that he actually paid for it. Like it wasn't like he actually paid for it with his own money. But oh, really? I mean, yeah. I mean, who who knows if it's? It, I don't want to state that as as fact because you know I, I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. But uh, at any rate, it's all these people are just like I'm I'm just scrolling through my uh, live feed, you know, and living out of uh, Baltimore, you know, I know a lot of liberals, so. It's, I'm just seeing, like, all these people, um, you know, just, like, ragging on McDonald's and Wendy's. Like, it's just, like, fucking, like, the most horrible shit. Mm-hmm. You know, the funny thing is, I even see this, like, this one dude uh, ragging on it. And it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, a month ago, you were posting pictures of your fucking McRib, you know, because you yeah. were able to, like, track one down, like, a fucking <laughs> hour and a half away at a McDonald's, you know. Yeah. And you're telling everybody that, like, an hour and a half away, you can get a McRib, you know. Yeah. And, and now you're just saying it's, like, the most horrible thing to, like, uh, really? I mean, come on. I, I, I don't know. It was just, like, it's just another case of people you know, just wanting to complain about Trump every day. So no matter what the man does, you know, they're going well, look, to complain about it. If he paid it. for it out of his own pocket, that's fucking awesome. Because that means it's not coming out of my pocket. <laughs> right? Settle down, Jew. I don't know who's, I'm I don't serious, know who I'm paid serious. for it. No, 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 no. Like, I, no, it, I, I totally get, I totally it, that get that. That means it's not coming out, you know, it's not being robbed from the people. Well, th- th- that was what, what I read was that he paid for it, but I mean. Who knows? Right. We don't yeah. know. But if he did, no, that's, that's cool, you know? Otherwise, what is it? So they get like a feast that's paid off, paid for by the taxpayers for winning a fucking football game. Uh, yeah. It, 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 I mean, it's certainly totally. not the worst thing we're spending money on. Don't get me wrong. Like, you could feed all the football teams in, in, on the fucking yeah. in the fucking country if you'd stop bombing the shit out of other countries. Well, but, yeah, but in, in my point is, you know, you know I, like I, I don't try. I try not to eat fast food too much, but. <laughs> I, I will say, you know, sometimes you want a fucking Big Mac and, yeah. you know, nothing else is going to settle that. You don't want Dude, if I walked into work today and there was like fucking Big Macs everywhere, I would have been fucking ecstatic. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> I didn't have any lunch today. Like, I just exactly. had no time to pack lunch. Now, you know, other people are saying, well, you know, it is the White House, right? So you don't want to show up to the White House and get served a Big Mac. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I mean, I, mean, it, I understand is, is, you why people of that or I, I mean, I get it. Like, you're going to like a nice fancy place. That's I, presidential, but I don't know. Whatever. I mean, fuck that place. Anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not. 
It's like, okay, yeah, if I went to like... I, I feel like maybe McDonald's is too good for the right, White House. But dude, I, it, let's say like some <laughs> fucking like uh, famous celebrity that, that you were into invited you to his mansion. And he fucking pulled up and just had like Taco Bell, just Taco Beasy laid out for you. Would you be mad? Or would you be like, fuck yeah? Um, okay, so I guess, I don't know. Like if he was eating it too, maybe he just likes Taco Bell. You know, yeah. I like Taco Bell That's when, what I'm when, saying. when it's made right. When it's made yeah. right. When it's, made, when it's, made <laughs> right. it's like the Taco Bell down the street from me. They always fuck shit up, dude. Uh, well, you wouldn't but, go to a fancy restaurant and expect to be served. Um, just a cheap piece of steak or even, or not even steak, just fast food kind of grade food. You, when you go to a nice place, you expect a nice meal. And when you visit the white house for winning the national championship, you don't just expect fast food. Like you would expect a nice meal with the president, I would think. So from that perspective, I, I see it, um, you know, definitely being a, a little bit of a under, underwhelming meal to serve for that kind of event. Um, at the same time, it's, I, I, I agree with you. You're saying like people just are looking for something to get outraged about. I'm well, not, also, out, also, I'm not outraged about it. Well, I, I don't really care that well, much. Consider, <laughs> consider this though. This might actually, in fact, be the most populist thing that Donald Trump has ever done. <laughs> I don't know about you that. Know, it's billions and billions served, dude. It's like the number one fast food chain, dude. What? But it's also no, not no. nationalist though, because... You, you, McDonald's is everywhere, dude. They're fucking international. No, did, they're fucking globalists. I thought you said it was Wendy's. I know. I'm just saying, but it's not national. Did he serve McDonald's? I know. I know. Did he serve McDonald's or Wendy's? Um, apparently, I believe it was McDonald's and Wendy's. Oh, yeah. yeah. They are billions of servers. Dude, he gave them options. Well, that's actually, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's kind of tacky. Did they, but have, did they have the Szechuan sauce? I, I have other things to, to be more upset about. Kyle, than, question: Do you like Wendy's? Um, Wendy's nuts are all over your face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you been have you been thinking of that all day? Is that why you wanted to have this topic? No, dude. It's, <laughs> it's a, like I'm gonna get Kyle so bad joke. tonight. I, I think do I, you, I probably already wait, got you. With but that do you one like Mickey, Do you like Mickey D's? Mickey D's nuts. <laughs> Jesus, I definitely knew that one, right. dude. You have to give me a chance to answer, dude. No, because you you would have you would have <laughs> fucked it up. Um. All right. Yeah. He should have served something nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, probably should have served something. I mean, impeach him. Though. Okay, okay, but what <laughs> if he paid him? Dude, but what if he paid for it out of his own money? And, you know, he's, he's only, a billionaire. Then he's really being a cheapskate. Well, yeah, dude, that's kind of true, too. <laughs> didn't you hear, though? He only received a million-dollar loan from his dad. It was a small loan of a million dollars, you know? Yeah, I did hear maybe that. At, maybe at this point he doesn't have Outback money left over. He, did you think of that? I mean, according to him, he does. So, for all we know, he is a billionaire and he can afford, you know, something, a nice meal for the Clemson Tigers who won the national championship. I, I guess you don't, not every sports team gets to go there for winning the national championship, right? Because the, does he take, like, the women's volleyball team that won and <laughs> the water so. polo team? and the, You know, like, there's yeah, a lot. Like, of, what about the debate team? Right. It's got to be fucking sports. Right. You know? But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know that every team that wins... Uh, gets an invite, but yeah. anyway, it's definitely not the worst thing going on right now. No, and and it's also a political thing because you go, well, the government shut down, so if it is not coming out of his pocket, if it was taxpayer funded, then it looks really bad if you yeah. splurge on a nice meal yeah. when you have people not being paid and people with bills piling up, going, hey, right. I'm not getting paid right now, I'm off work, yet you have money to buy steaks for the entire Clemson Tiger team. Yeah, so it, you. 
even I know it's a small thing, but it's, it's kind still of loose, it's it's still of a touchy situation. Um, it's given kind of loose, the shutdown loose for him, really, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's I just thought it was, it was a little much to like that people are that upset about it. Oh, people. Well, I mean, it's Trump, so people are going to blow everything that happens out of proportion and make a huge deal about it because they hate Trump. Right? Yeah, um, definitely. So, and uh, some of them love Trump. It goes both ways. Sure. Okay, so have we Swings talked? Have ways. we talked about uh, Tulsi Gabbard has announced that she's going to be running for president in 2020? Yet, have we talked about that at all? Have I don't we, think have, so. Have because we diddled on that topic. No, because diddled. I I thought it came out this week. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know it if it made week. the last podcast. I think it came out after the last podcast. And, uh, yeah, it's big news for libertarians. She's uh, obviously a popular Democrat among libertarians for her dovish foreign policy. You know, she's one who said we shouldn't uh, have a military presence in Syria. And I'm not sure where else. I know she's big against the Syrian intervention. And so, um, you know, that, that a lot of libertarians like that. And there are libertarians that form their views solely on foreign policy. That's their one issue. And they will vote for the most dovish candidate of any party. So I wouldn't say she has a lot of support. It it is my most important issue. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, but then when you look at other things and, you know, I do like Tulsi Gabbard a lot because she says some things that, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, like, you know, trashing war and calling it out for what it is, you know, just a bunch of bullshit to make money. And, you know, meanwhile, it's murder. People are dying, you know. She's uh, she's like pretty fucking hardcore, you know. So I really, really like that about her. Um, but then I've also read that she's pretty anti Second Amendment. Um, I'm sure she is. I mean, she's a Democrat. I mean, yeah, you, you would assume, but you would also assume since she's a Democrat that she's uh, that she's pro uh, war. You know, but she, she isn't there. So you know, I honestly, I have to read into her other stances more. Yeah, I, I was listening to... Um, because like when I've heard her speak about war, and that's mostly what I've heard her speak about, she was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I've heard her speak about drug war, too, I believe, I, I like what she was saying there. So, you know, the, the, those are a couple really big things. But I also want to know that she's not going to try to take away my guns. I, w- I want to know that, you know? Yeah. I also want to know that she's, she's not a total communist, you know? So... Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I was listening to uh, Progress Radio, which I listen to occasionally on uh, XM. It's like um, th- they're they're like the Bernie Sanders kind of people. They're extreme progressives. Um, they were all about her LGBTQ position. Apparently, she is um, yeah, come around that- to be sort of politically neutral if not supportive of uh gays and lesbians but personally she does well, yeah. not agree with that lifestyle okay so 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 back in 2003 when even barack obama <laughs> was anti-gay marriage th- then you know tulsi gabbard had the stance that she was anti-gay marriage oh is that what it well, yeah it was back in like 2003 when when like i said even uh you know champions uh, of the left like barack obama were anti-gay marriage yeah they'll they'll give you a pass yeah. on something that old as long as you've repented but um, apparently her most recent position um is still personally uh not supportive of uh not supportive enough of lgbtq so um yeah, they're they're not they weren't happy with her. They were trashing her on Progress Radio and they the woman was like, "Well, it'd be one thing if she was a conservative, you know, she could say that, but like we as Democrats hold we hold Democrats to a higher standard and she doesn't meet that standard." That's what the woman on the show was saying. So they were kind of 
the host and her were sort of but, agreeing. But do her policies represent? Do her policies reflect, or her positions on policies? Do they reflect any sort of bigotry or? Probably, probably not. But I mean, but isn't I, that what should matter? I mean, shouldn't it yeah. be like, you know, like, you know, like who knows? Maybe Ron Paul's not the biggest like fan of like the gay lifestyle. I'm yeah, not, I'm just saying, maybe not. I don't know, but he would never legislate against it. You know, neither would Rand Paul. You know, what I, I, mean? I don't know what Ron would do. I mean, I think he probably took a state's rights position on uh, gay marriage and said that the federal government should stay out of it. It should be a state by state issue. If he was a state legislator and gay, um, gay marriage was up, would he vote for it or against it? I'm honestly not sure. But mm-hmm. you're also talking about an 85 year old man. So, I mean, he's I know it, it kind of goes against All right. well, his. Okay. Sort of. I'm kind of getting away from my point here then by yeah. using a bad example. But I just mean, if it's one thing to have personal ideas about what people ought to or ought to not do, but that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that you want to legislate it. Well, in the show they specifically yeah. said that I was listening to, they were like, look, your, your personal morals matter. We don't just care about how you're going to legislate. We care about your internal beliefs. We care about your internal moral compass. And so that's why they were they were essentially still throwing Tulsi under the bus but, even if she hadn't. So they're they're cool with all the other warmongers though. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I like they they on, on its face like I can see where that would where that would be coming from, right? Because I mean, obviously positions on policies don't just come out of nowhere, right? I mean, they're they're informed by something within side of someone's brain, you know. Yeah. So, you know, now if they've made it a a historical point to always sort of disregard that, like if she's always voted for like pro, which we know is not the case, but it, let's say since then she has always voted for like pro gay things from then on, then I would say like it really it's she's demonstrated, you know, performatively that that that's not an impact on her policy making. Yeah. And in that case, I would have to, you know, I would say, like, then it doesn't even, it's it's nonsensical to really care about that anymore. But, yeah, if you just want these, like, pure of heart, you know, just pure, liber- or not libertarian, um, pr- progressive to the bone people with nothing internal to them that contradicts the message in any way, then, yeah, I mean, she's not your, she's not your woman. <laughs> well, Matt mentioned foreign policy and, like, what I've been noticing about progressives or my perception of them is that they honestly don't care that much. They are all about identity politics. It's identity politics first and foremost, mm-hmm. and everything else takes a back seat to that. They know almost nothing about monetary policy and don't care about monetary policy. Uh, they might care about, I mean, everything else, all the other issues are framed around race or gender or whatever. Mm-hmm. So whatever the issue is, it's about, well, you know, is it racist or can we spin this as racist or what have you? Yeah. So they just are just obsessed. I would describe it as an obsession with identity politics. It's hard for me to even listen to. I, I listen to that one and then I, I flipped to Urban View, which is another progressive station, which is focuses, focuses on the black community. And everything is about, you know, um, just racial differences. So the one is, you know, just sort of all identity politics and the other one's just specifically on um black politics and black people and their issues and it's just very very focused hmm. um which it's it's weird for me i i don't really dwell in that world i um i'm not black obviously 
for one thing, but I, I, I'm not really into the identity politics. I've always been into foreign policy, always been into monetary policy, um, obviously into taxes, fiscal policy, spending, the welfare state, but not. I don't really frame things in terms of race mm-hmm. in general, but I know it's just it's what they're into. But then there's another, well, see, you're kind of painting with a broad brush when you say progressives because there are there are progressives i think that are more focused that don't don't focus as much on that and they're more focused on and i'm mainly referring to the dsa people the democratic socialist people mm-hmm. who i mean they sort of like embrace the identity stuff but not really yeah like they're they're kind of like yeah like we want to stand up for like black people and whatnot but they're not really playing the game they're more interested they're i they're i <laughs> I guess their identity politics is, is centered around the worker, you know, or the working class, or yeah. you know, they're more they're more uh, focused on class as as their frame, as their how they frame all the issues is around class, you know. It's not, you know, whether it's economics, whether it's um, even foreign policy, yeah, know, drug, even like drug war stuff, like it's all kind of framed around like who is this hurting? It's hurting the working class, and yeah. who's the evil person? It's the people with the money. Yeah. You know, well, it's interesting. You know, you've got the um, if you look at these different groups, you know, the black interests and then LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. And they were saying on the show, they're like, well, in the black community, they're not necessarily pro LGBTQ. No. And then they have the Muslim interest group and they're like, they're trying to attack people. (laughs) Yeah, they're 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 trying to uh, make people uh, less anti-Muslim in the media. And they're, you know, almost like the ADL does for the Jewish community, they are, uh, um, you know, they want a positive view of Muslims in the media, so mm-hmm. that's their interest as American Muslims, and they're not pro-LGBTQ, so you, you actually have conflicts between these some of these groups that we all kind of just broadly associate as Democratic voters mm-hmm. and progressives, Yeah, and some of them hate each other, which exactly. is, like, hilarious. But. Right. I mean, it's kind of like within the libertarian community. I mean, you have, like... We we never <laughs> fight. We never fight. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It is I just mean, kumbaya. Every, but but they, they do seem to kind of, at least most of these groups, maybe not libertarians, but most of these groups do tend to kind of rally together a little bit. At least, well, like, they all hate Trump. They know that. They all hate Trump. <laughs> they got that. If they didn't have the common enemy... But, I mean, you know... <laughs> I, I think you'd have to like group the progressives and the and just like your run of the mill Democrats in completely different groups, because I mean run of the mill Democrats now are just, I mean I mean they're they're essentially just like Republicans that like don't play golf, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like like there there's really not a whole lot of difference there. Like, yeah, a lot of times. You know, I mean, yeah, for some things, but like when it really counts. But you know, to give the I guess the progressives a little credit. Um, you know, they won't, they, te- they won't support someone like Hillary Clinton. They won't, they won't support. Yeah. The hardcore ones, you're right. And they, yeah. they won't. Although yeah. I'm sure that the, the Trump Hillary was a real test of faith for them because they gotta be going, maybe we can do this Hillary thing. I mean, she is a woman after all, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I guess you can play. The yeah. Game. You gotta remember that's what's, that's what's important to them. Yeah. But, uh, I did, I found it interesting. I think I personally they all think Trump was re- elected because Americans are racist. I think he was elected in large part because he appealed to blue-collar Democrats in states that had gone for Obama previously who were worried about their jobs, and he was like, I will protect your jobs. He was a protectionist. 
So he's like, you know, these jobs aren't going to be going to Mexico, to China. You know, I will keep these jobs here. And I think that was a big part of what got him elected, more so than, than any of the identity stuff that they all attribute it to. You know, it was actually people crossing party lines that were Democrats that just felt like Trump was more appealing to them as far as saving their jobs. That's what I think. Yeah, I think uh, I think what happened was Hillary assumed <clears throat> assumed that those same people were going to vote for her, so she didn't spend oh, any ab- she didn't spend any time campaigning in those in those areas. Yeah, absolutely. You know, she just thought, well, you know, Obama won, and Obama likes me, so I I have them. Yeah, and they were just like, yeah. I, I think we want to be able to eat. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, one group that's really fallen off the political map is uh, libertarians. I feel like we've uh, we we're really oh, kind we're... of pushed down at this point in time. I just feel like we kind of no, missed our opportunity. I mean, other than maybe Rand a little bit, nobody's really talking about us. the The Ron Paul movement is uh, mostly dissipated. I just don't see, at least in my experience with with the LP in Maryland, I'm just not seeing public support. I'm not seeing public interest. No one's really talking about us in the media. It just seems to be a quiet time. It's like the end of the Empire Strikes Back, and we, and we need like a Return of the Jedi. It is like that. Yeah, it's a dark time for the Empire, or for the Republic. I guess it would be in our case, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So the other thing today that uh, was going on was uh, apparently G- Gillette. Apparently, well, it it definitely happened. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Gillette put out a uh, commercial this morning, and uh, what they were doing was uh, they were bashing. Uh, I guess uh, they, they use the words toxic masculinity in it. Well, it was one of the things. They, they also was, mentioned me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was like a flurry of like I guess little audio snapshots, clips, audio clips. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, wasn't there, <laughs> wasn't there like a little mansplaining in there too? Like in the office, was that mansplaining? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But the, but I'm saying like imme- it, like right when the commercial started, there was like a bunch of like words that like came out that were like I guess little audio clips. So they, they, and they like showed, one of them was like toxic masculinity. Men, Hold yeah. on, before we get to that, and then another one was like me too, and then there was like something. It was examples of bad behavior yeah, by men that right. have been in the media recently. Right, and right. then they showed like news clips like uh, what's her fucking face uh, <laughs> from the TYT. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, the chick from the Young Turks. Yeah, yeah I, I forget her name. Um, whatever, doesn't matter. But <laughs> yeah, so I mean, and then they go on in the commercial to just show like examples of like, um, bullying and like men basically behaving badly. You know, like yeah, they were letting disrespecting the kids, women and yeah stuff like that. They were letting the boy their boys fight each other. Right. They were allowing bullying, and they were just standing aside, saying, "Well, boys will be boys." You know, right. it was all—it was a whole line of men saying, "Boys will be boys." Yeah, it was a bunch of men doing douchebag things. Yeah. Yep. And then, sort of, the summary was like, "Men, we can do better. Let's do it," or something. Well, like that. well they turned it. They turned it around, <laughs> and then they showed a few guys stepping up, yeah. and intervening, and and breaking up fights, and uh, stopping the bullies, protecting the kid from the bullies, and yeah. then you know, uh, being leaders and being adults and they were and then the whole point was you know that men can uh should can and should uh be better and, and what was the tagline it was uh what is it the best the men best we man can, can be get. or something yeah the <laughs> best men the best men i don't know what the heck yeah. it was it, well, was, it, the, was, it, it I wasn't super it. catchy you, you said it was inspiring kyle i was inspired i was like wow what a what a positive message you know i 
I didn't take it as trashing men. I kind of took it as like, I mean, it, it was a little bit of, it was a little preachy. Like it's, it was definitely for sure. It was preachy. And like, yeah, I, yeah it was definitely preachy. And it seems like, okay, what is a shaver company? What business do they have? You know, I use Norelco, but yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I use, yeah. Phillips Norelco, right? Yeah. That's the same company. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. So, so what were you guys' thoughts on that? I mean, me personally, I, I'm not as triggered as everybody else. Like, yeah, like the Me Too stuff, the toxic masculinity, like that's just kind of annoying. But I don't know. I mean, there's there's certainly points to the fact that there are, you know, some men out there that are douchey no, and yeah. behave like assholes. No, and like yeah. we as a society, you know, we should sort of be policing ourselves. It, you know, what I liked about the commercial was that it wasn't calling for like government intervention. You know, it wasn't saying like Yet. like we need the we need a law. You know, it was just like, hey guys, what if we just like stop your your buddy from like catcalling? Like wouldn't that be kind of cool? I don't know. I could never see myself doing that. <laughs> Jared, Jared, please. She's a she's a woman. She's a woman. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, just control yourself. Control yourself. It's a nice sentiment, you know. Yeah. Control uh, yourself. I mean, I can see doing it, like especially, especially, especially if especially. Somebody, somebody, somebody does a cat call and it's like the chick's totally not interested. Yeah, and she's like, it's, "Dude, stop!" You know. Yeah, you're like, like, "Dude, stop being a douche." Fucking embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, it's I, like, stop. Yeah, you know? I, I've like, I don't know that I've ever personally witnessed or been a part of a cat calling incident. You know, maybe I've seen it happen like once in my life or something. I don't live in a city, so there's not yeah. a lot of foot traffic, you know. So there just aren't a lot of opportunities. You're also a man, dude. <laughs> like my girl, my girlfriend gets it all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand. I mean, not when women, I'm with her, I'm, but, like, I understand she tells me about it. Women experience it. Yeah. I just said, like, I I obviously don't experience it, and I haven't seen it. Yeah. But that's I also am like not really walking on the sidewalk all that often. Yeah. And if I do it in my neighborhood, there's no one else on the sidewalk but me, so not a lot of opportunity there. Well, thanks for the anecdote, Kyle. <laughs> I understand. I hear. I, I understand it's a problem. I've heard it's a problem. Yeah. Don't you haven't don't, witnessed it yourself. Yeah. Don't holler. Don't holler out the yeah the passenger side of your best friend's ride. All right. <laughs> okay, so it's not cool to yell like shorty, shorty, shorty. Like I mean, because I used to do that all the time. I thought that was fun. Yeah. Like I mean, it could it could even be to to dudes or like women that weren't. I didn't even find attractive. Yeah. Just the yelling shorty. Like, I just thought yeah. like that I just is not thought, cool, man. I just thought not it was cool. I just thought it was funny, Matt, you know? It wasn't like cool. I mean, yeah, some of that yeah. commercial was like a little cringy where you're just like I mean, I get what you're doing, but you, the way you're saying it's like cringing me up a bit. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm I not think, as triggered as well, like Well, you know, cuz like it, 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 it's you know I, I get what they're saying and it, it, they're they're showing uh, guys breaking up fights and it's it's like really just enforcing the the nap and in, in that aspect and sure it, yeah and that's of course totally cool you know unless but, it's uh, a voluntary fight but, well the other part of it is you know <laughs> I, I've actually I've actually been I've actually been in conversations before and then had somebody say well uh, you, this has happened before where somebody say well it doesn't count because you're a white man you know like you, like you can't have an opinion on it you can't understand it. Um, it's like, you know, and, and that's the other end of that. So wait, but the commercial had men doing the, the breaking up of the fights. Like it wasn't a woman coming in saying like, y'all need to do better. You know, it was all, it was all men. It was like all men saying like, well, I, I think it's we need to do like, better, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, I feel like it was a lot of identity politics. 
you know? Yeah, I, well, for sure. And, yeah, I don't like that aspect of it either. Yeah. And I don't like the generalization of, like, oh, this is a problem that all men need to, like... Well, yeah, like, I showed you the comment that somebody posted about, like, Tampax is going to do a similar thing and entitle it, uh, ladies, don't be cunts. Yeah. You know? And it, it's, like, it's really, it's it's kind of essentially the same thing if they mm. were to do it, you know? I mean, and, I'm okay and, with... And, and that, that, that's why that, that comment is funny, yeah. but... Um, you know, like, I don't know. I, I, I think a lot of stuff's funny, but <laughs> I, I guess. No, I thought it was funny yeah. too, but I mean, is that really that bad of an idea if they have a Tampax commercial that says like, women don't be like such cunts to each other yeah, it'll, all the time? It'll never happen. I don't happen. think they can use the C word in well, a of course mainstream not, but commercial. I mean like, it'll, it'll never happen. It'll never, yeah, and that's what kind of sucks and that's what kind of makes men better because we'll make those commercials. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I mean like, yeah, you, you could say like, don't be a dick and I'm not going to be like, <laughs> yeah, you just call <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. it, it's you know, you know you can call guys dicks all day and, right. and nobody cares but it, this the second you use the c word mm-hmm. you know it I'm just, that is a little little hypocritical hip- hypocriticizer of you jared mm. of me yeah, i'm just fucking of me <laughs> how dare you so i was not triggered were you guys triggered by no. the commercial not no, triggered I, not triggered <laughs> dude we should have a segment on the podcast called triggered or not triggered <laughs> <laughs> and we have just like a five minute discussion and then we give our like adjudication. Are we triggered or not? Well, I think most I am not triggered. I think most of us would be <laughs> not triggered by most things. Probably, we're, probably. We've spent a lot of time on the internet. All of us I think have seen some pretty dark, disturbing stuff. I I don't know. I'm pretty triggered by like I've uh, seen some dank un- memes, Kyle. I'm pretty triggered by undeclared wars. Like those those kinda trigger me. Yeah. You know? I mean yeah, I, I, I just am uh, getting numb to everything. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> yeah. that sucks, you know. Yeah. All right, so not triggered. All right, fine. Uh, moving on. Uh, Rand Paul, it looks like you wrote Commando there, but I think it says Canada. It does say Canada, <laughs> yeah. Rand Paul is uh, going to Canada to have, um, I think it's hernia surgery. Uh, oh, man, he I has, had one of those. It's, it's actually, I understand, I an injury too. that was related oh, to the attack. Me too. dude. <laughs> It's it's related to his Short attack. Bros. That's how they found out about it. It was in the court documents um, for, uh, related to his um, attack. Uh, you know, his neighbor attacked him. Oh, really? At, <laughs> do you remember that? Oh, yeah, no. Actually, that was a funny huge that story. That. Yeah, so he still has ongoing medical issues related to that. And, of course, I think his neighbor should be re- um, responsible. responsible for um, paying for his care and treatment for all these injuries that he sustained. But... Um, Did he not sue his neighbor for this? Yeah, I, I he mean, lost? he no, I don't know what what the resolution was. I don't even know that the trial has occurred yet. But no. um, you know, the issue, the reason it's being politicized is because the social democrats who want, um, you know, they want health care to be a government thing, and as it is in Canada, mm. um, they mm. they feel like he's being hypocritical going to a Canadian hospital. But it turns out that this hospital is privately owned. So I guess in Canada they still have uh, almost a dual or some some private institutions along with the public institutions. And Rand is going to be paying for this out of his own pocket. So he's actually not being a hypocrite at all. It's just th- this hospital is uh, well well known for being able to do whatever this procedure is that he is getting done. I assume it's not a standard hernia proce- procedure because hernias are fairly common. I was going to say like yeah. So I had one. In- in Baltimore, I mean, yeah, I did not too. at Hopkins, you know. So. Yeah, moving furniture or lifting or something—I don't know. 
But sure. yeah, so I I don't know the backstory of why he chose this hospital, but um, yeah, it's not a good example of um, government-run facilities since it's private. So they should shut up. But the yeah. headline the headline's out there, and the headline doesn't give you any of that detail. It just says what Rand Paul goes Rand to Canada. Rand Paul going to Canada for healthcare treatment. Ooh, that's pretty much the headline in a nutshell. Yeah, you know, that's too bad for him. But yeah, I, I've become more pro Rand. Um, I was less pro Rand when he was running for uh, president because I was, I am, I still am a purist, and it, it annoys me when I feel like people. Are you? Yeah, I am. When, when <laughs> people, uh, when they muddy the message or they obscure the message, or as Rand tried to do, blend conservatism and libertarianism. Um, you know, he tried he tried to appeal to both sides, and he ended up getting neither. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just felt like. Ron was the gold standard for me, and no one was ever going to live up to that. And I, I still kind of feel that way. But, um, you know, as time has gone on, and we have pretty much just like Rand, Amash, and Massey, I'm more willing, I find I'm more willing to overlook their transgressions um, now, just after years of being like, well, I mean, they're better than their, these other guys are really horrible mm -hmm. you know so I, I just find myself coming to their defense more more frequently and i and i agree with rand a lot of times i'll see his comments and um or whatever he, he's a lightning rod in the republican party his positions get published in the news and i'm always in the comments like yeah he's right you know and he, he is right a lot most of the time so yeah i don't know pro rand yeah mm. i like the dude yeah so uh, next uh, on the topics, we have uh, R. Kelly. So uh, what is this? Uh, Lifetime put out like a documentary series on, uh, on R. Kelly. Six hours. Right? So it's like, is it like six Jesus. episodes or something? Six one-hour okay. episodes. It's called Escape, Escaping R. Kelly. I think it's Escaping R. Kelly and not Surviving R. Kelly. But No, I think it's Surviving R. Kelly. All right, Surviving R. Kelly. Um, I'm, ser I'm serious. Uh, yeah. I saw it. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah. 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 Or... I guess it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix or they said it was Prime a or Hulu or something. Lifetime documentary. Yeah, but I swear I saw it on Netflix. Unless there's like a like a knockoff doc that's about the same topic. I watched Whatever. two and a half hours of it. So, and uh, I was I was amazed. I was like, how can this go on in broad daylight? Basically, with like, you know, you have this guy. He's a multimillionaire because he's got lots of platinum albums or whatever. He's been a very successful artist. He had that whole scandal, um, however many years ago, ten or fifteen years ago, where he there was a video out of him peeing on a fourteen-year-old girl, mm -hmm. right? And and so it was like, oh my God, like R. Kelly's kind of a pedophile, and so it turns out he still kind of is, and he has like a harem of young girls that he keeps with him, and uh, he gets them as young fans. He promises them that he'll get them into the music industry or whatever. And then he does behavioral conditioning on them. Uh, he calls it training them to teach. You know, he punishes them when they don't do what he wants. He takes the phone away. He doesn't feed them. They end up living in his compound or whatever. It is like the craziest story. He's basically like a cult leader then. Yes, it's very much like a cult. And they try to, if they try to get the girls out... Now, with a minor, you ha the parents have a lot of power, right? The minor, the parents can call the police. You can kick in the door and get your kids back. But once they're 18 or 19 and they say, eh, I don't want to leave, I love R. Kelly, and they go, well, 
they're not there's no evidence that this is against their will yeah they prefer living with this guy yeah and one of the couples um one of the parents on that was being interviewed had gone to a hotel to get their daughter back and they actually managed to coax her out and she left with her mother Mm -hmm. and she said it was the hardest decision she'd ever had to make in her life to leave r kelly so it just kind of shows you the mental how old was this woman or this girl she was young i mean it might have been i don't know 18 I mean, wow. very young, yeah. but it just, he has this power, you know, he gets this power over these women. They become dependent on him for everything and they just become part of his harem. So, uh, you know, I, I always try to, when there's these kinds of documentaries, the last one was like making a murder where like the public is in all an outrage over something. I'm always skeptical. Cause I'm like, all right, you know, this is a, this can't really be how it went, you know, I just feel like there's an agenda being pushed and they're trying to get that public outrage. And I'm like, is so this is such this guy off. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, I'm like, when everybody's on one side of the issue, I'm always like, uh, is this right? I mean, I don't know. But so it's still probably right. I probably, R. Kelly probably is a harem okay. running scumbag. So you said you watched like two and a half hours of it. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, uh, my wife was into watching it. Oh, yeah? And, yeah, like, I ended up watching a little bit of it. I, I thought his uh, brother, who's, his brother um, is interviewed while he's in prison right now for, like, all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, so I saw a little bit of it, but then I was just like, ah, oh, fuck this. And I, I just went and cleaned the kitchen because I was, like, sick of it, and she was really into it. So, I'm like, ah, whatever, I'll, I'll let her finish it, and I'll just do something else. Yeah. But, uh yeah, yeah. Um, I was not feeling it. I, I don't see how people are that into this guy. And it's like, you know, I, I thought it was like 20 years ago when it came out about him, like, peeing on the, the 14-year-old. It was a long time ago. It's yeah. like, how could people, you would think that people were watching him better, you know, would have been oh, watching yeah. him better. Well, you that's know? the other thing. You're watching it, like, how do people, how does this go on? Well, like, right, how, yeah. And, and you're still so buying many, There's so many, so many, like, famous people, like, celebrities and stuff. Or that have got to be around him, seeing this stuff, and they just kind of turn a blind eye to it. It's it's positively bizarre that you could see a guy take a young girl back into a private room or something, and be like, "This is really screwed up. This is not right," you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and now now that this documentary has come out, there are people like protesting wherever he goes. He has protesters following and. <laughs> People want, you know, they want justice. They want to put a stop to this practice. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. If he does end up becoming the victim of whatever modern-day lynch mob, you know, which I, I say it in a critical way, but at times it's it's beneficial. Like, you know, the public opinion takes down people like Bill Cosby and uh, and, and Kevin Spacey and yeah. some of these guys that are really scumbags. Have and, you seen anybody supporting R. Kelly in this? Like, has there I been have any, not, like, friend, like, just, like... I have not, but <laughs> I am not normally friends with the, like, I mean, his fan base yeah, is, but you, like, what? I'm you just know, saying, you're not... Teenage girls You're not are, seeing any of these, like, red pill, red pill bros, like... Like, whatever, man, R. Kelly's just being an alpha male or something like that. I'll, I'll have to check my red pill group, uh, red pill bro groups and just see if there's... Well, any. I mean, they permeate all the fucking libertarian groups. You yeah. Know? I mean, they get in there. Yeah. They get in. Get in it. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't seen any. I have not seen one supportive word of R. Kelly. <laughs> okay. I have to say, dude, there were people that were supporting Bill Bill Cosby, dude. That's a good point. Like, you know, some like black people are like, oh, they're just going after a black man. It's like, ah, he definitely raped a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. 
Yeah. It's a crazy world we live in. Yeah. You can find somebody to take the other the other side of the coin That's for what I'm saying, dude. pretty much every yeah, single thing. I mean, <laughs> seriously. The internet has just exposed everybody <laughs> to everybody else, you know, so you see like Yeah. Huh. It's fucking nuts. Um so triggered or not triggered <laughs> R. Kelly. <laughs> Um, kind of triggered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of triggered. I mean, I hope, I hope um, he at least loses his harem. Um, <laughs> I mean, you you kind of have to if it's like an eighteen year old. Like, I mean, that's legally that is an adult woman by I mean, our look, standards. Was, and even though he's right. fifty, she's allowed to be with him. So, you know, I mean, if he was snatching them up when they were eighteen, yeah, I mean, it's still it's still not cool. But like at the same time, it's not. It's not a crime. It's not a crime. Yeah. I mean, now the law doesn't establish morality in my view, but I, I still think you can consent at the age of 18. And so if you're dumb enough to consent to that, then I wonder what you. I wonder what Arvin's thoughts are on yeah, R. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. We, yeah, we should have had Arvin on this week. <laughs> Arvin's going to be out there at that protest on the other side of the street all by himself yeah. with a sign that says free R. Kelly. He's say pull out, <laughs> Pull out. Pull out. Uh, we got... Oh, we got... Still got R. Kelly did nothing wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. Nah. I'm quoting you on that, dude. That's not a quote. I was just joking. <laughs> that was a joke. All right. Um, teacher strike. Yeah. California, there's a massive teacher strike. I saw some aerial footage of, like, Whoa. the streets packed with all of these teachers. Uh, gosh... Gosh, gosh knows what they want. Probably more <laughs> money and benefits. Um, you know, with with public schools, obviously, and and public sector unions, everything becomes politicized. And you have to remember when when these public employees are demanding more money, uh, you as the taxpayer are the one on the hook for paying for that those additional benefits. So, it, it, from my perspective, I'm like, you know. No, fuck off. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I think I think what one one of the many benefits of private schools is you don't have that political uh, the political side of it. It's like you as a teacher, if you're not satisfied with your compensation, you quit and go work for another school, um, and then may the best paying schools get the best teachers. And it it would not be a political decision. Um, just like I mean, any other private sector job, right? It's if you have a beef about your compensation, you take it up with your employer or you quit or go, go work for somebody who will pay you more. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't become a public conversation of, yeah, you're you not, need to increase the education budget or the, you know, because you we want more money. The software engineer budget. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This, there is no software engineer budget. It's just you work. There for is, private. but it's within that individual company. Exactly. You know, how much can we pay? Yeah. Right. So it's, it's not, a, it's not politicized. Yeah. Like, um, this massive teacher strike is right. so. That's it's about, funny that it's happening in California, which is like the liberal bastion of, of at least the United States, right? I w- yeah I w- I w- you so know, it's, as a liberal, I would not liberal. say it. I wouldn't call it the liberal bastion. Pseudo but, pseudo yeah, liberal. Progressive, progressive, democratic, socialist, whatever, social democrat, whatever you want to call it. Yes, it's a it's a democratic stronghold, and um, you know. I had for years heard that California was bankrupt, and mm-hmm. but somewhere they, somehow they came up with more money. I don't know. I mean, it's a weird Taxing. state. All of the worst politicians come out of California. Um, if you ever hear about their their laws, uh, they just are absolutely insane. I, you, I we talked about the Adam and Dr. Drew show, mm-hmm. which they both live in California and are constantly complaining about. 
um, the homeless problems and the problems with the, the, you know, Adam can't cut down any trees because he have oak trees on his property and he's not allowed to touch any oak trees. <laughs> like they just are very, uh, very controlling yeah. over there. And they're constantly coming up with new ways to take your money. Like uh, we read just looking for ideas for the podcast that they're going to start taxing water. Um, you know, they're taxing texts. <laughs> You're taxing texts? Texts. Like, like cell phone messages? Yeah, yeah, text messages. I'd heard that like last month. So you're always hearing these like crazy ideas where it, it always comes out of California, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. always like, God, what are these people doing now? Right. So the the taxing text thing actually passed. That's no surprise. Oh wow. I yeah. don't know if it did or not. I'm so, oh, was I that thought a you were telling I I oh, now I was wondering if if it did. Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay, gotcha. Did you see like uh earlier this week I, I saw some uh something going through the live feed? And it, it's apparently the New York City um, proposed, the mayor of New York City proposed an end to private property. Did you read anything about that, that? Who's the mayor? Is that de Blasio? I believe that was. Wait, it's yeah. private property. It was, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's. <laughs> I'm declaring the end to a, yeah, to a philosophical yeah. concept. Well, he, he I think, is, a, if, if not an admitted socialist, I had heard. Blasio, he's like a billionaire, isn't he? I don't know, but. Yeah, are you like a billionaire? You're not maybe, thinking maybe of Bloomberg. Just, maybe, well, I might be thinking of Bloomberg. Maybe it was just a New York. No, it wasn't Bloomberg. Okay, okay so scratch. I'm saying Bloomberg scratch is the billionaire. So, but is yeah, okay, so I, maybe I, I don't have all the documents then. Uh, okay. Bloomberg's I, the mayor of New York City. De Blasio is the governor of the state, right? Am I getting that right? No, Qu- Cuomo is the Cuomo governor. Is the governor, yeah. And Bloomberg is, I don't know what he's doing, running his Bloomberg network right now, I guess. I don't think he's in politics at the moment. Oh, well, so, fuck me, dude. Yeah, de Blasio, I had heard, I had read a, star, a story on Economic Policy Journal, which was uh, is run by Robert Wenzel, who's a longtime ANCAP. Mm-hmm. And um, he, I read a story on there that, and it was an, you know, it was third party or whatever, but somebody was like, I was having dinner, the de Blasios were sitting next to me, yeah. and they were openly talking about how they are socialists. You know, and and so it wouldn't surprise me if that story was true that he would say we should end private property. I mean, it's interesting the way these guys do it. A lot of times that they won't overtly end private property, but but they will get so controlling either with rent controls and zoning controls, building controls that you essentially can't d- decide what you can do on your own property. Everything's controlled by the government. So. Right. You know. well, that's that's funny you mentioned that because I was listening to the Michael Malice podcast. Yeah, you were welcome. Um, and he had on. I mean, normally he has on like typically people that are like right of center because I mean he's an anarchist. Um, but he had on what he said his his favorite Democratic socialist, just to like talk to her, just to, like see what she was about. Um, and she was I guess she's running for some political office in uh in New York. Is like the public advocate or something, mm-hmm. and uh, but she, what she was complaining about was how like the real estate companies are out of control in New York, like they're like just driving up the prices and making it unaffordable for like anybody to live there. I mean, obviously, it's not affordable for. I'm, there's obviously a lot of people that still do live there, so right. it must well, be affordable to them. Sure, I mean, she, I guess not the kinds of people she wants living there, though. right? <laughs> like she doesn't want the. The, the the venture capitalists and the uh yeah the wall street the bankers. wall street people wall street right. bankers live in there she wants like me and you or not us but like us but social democrats <laughs> it, it's weird how you get like the city you have all these like mega rich is the only ones that can afford to live there and yet it's like so democrat you know 
That's yeah, that is interesting. Doesn't really make. But it doesn't I mean, make there's sense areas, to me. but there's plenty of areas there, and it's also this other thing where it's like, I mean, okay, does that suck? Maybe sure, you know, does it suck that the real estate industry is just driving up prices? And she was talking about how like there's like a whole row called like billionaires row, and most of it's just owned by like Saudi princes, and they don't even like stay there, like once a year yeah well we've enriched the saudis with the oil sales over the past exactly. 50 years <laughs> right you know those guys own they have but a lot bucks. of it's just like she was just complaining a lot of it's just like it's just an investment it's not an action no one's living there you know yeah but it's like okay but like there's sort of this entitlement where it's like yeah does that kind of suck and does that kind of suck for new york city as a city probably like it'd probably be cool to have like a mixture of like different classes of people and a diversity probably but at the same time it's like you're not entitled to live in a city i mean look you can go out to like virginia and buy a house for like a hundred thousand dollars with like 10 acres of property you just want to have all the things that you get access to in a city but you don't want to pay what the city wants you to pay yeah you know well it's it's all about demand i mean where is there demand to live and there's high demand to live in the city and not high demand to live in idaho Right. right. So, so what they want is to like, you know, hijack the the demand curve and just push it down. Yeah. Which is, you know, just going to have horrible consequences. Well, if you do the price controls, right, which a lot of this stuff comes down to price controls. If you say, okay, we're going to cap the amount that you're allowed to sell real estate for, mm-hmm. then you create definitely shortages, right? Because sure. at that price point, more people are buying. Zillions it. of people want to live there, and then yeah. you, you run out, right? right? So it's like, yeah, houses are only a hundred thousand. You can't buy one, but that's what they are. Yeah. You know, whoever gets there first. Whoever gets there Who's first. Who's going to be like the most well-connected person, right? Right. So you create shortages, and yeah. that's that's true of any product, um, right. not just housing. If you if you put the if you cap the price below the you know the clearing price, yeah, it's it becomes unavailable. Right. So. So I think that's uh, about all that we have for this week. Um, uh, by the way, guys, uh, we have a Patreon now. So uh, if you'll contribute a minimum of $1 per month, you will receive access to our After Hours program, which we record after this one. So, uh, yeah, hit us up there. Uh, we also have T-shirts over at LibertarianCountry.com. And if you type in the code PRL or the code PRL podcast, you will receive a 10% discount. So until next time, we're free. We're done. That is shed. Stretching the flags on the tax farms and bread. Voices by a few at the expense of the many. Soldiers and cards and death machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, and democracy. You can put freedom in death point in a fine land. You stop what the truth that bring them home. I believe the jokes will do the best for you. And I believe that we. Have the power, have the power I hate the state And I know I'm a slave We can make a break Break the power, break the power Society of individuals Nothing more than not interference With natural rights With the virtuous person Comprehends the non-aggression principle. The violence in the state becomes absolute.